This is The Shift with Lynn and Zoe. Saddle up you bitches. Hello lovers. Hi everybody. Oh, it's been a hot sec. I know, it's been a minute. It's, been a, it's just been a week. I think we haven't released for a week. Yeah, it's just yeah. been a week. Um, that's fine. You know, the, you know the drill. We've been busy. We've been very busy. What have you been up to? Um, well, I've just... I think the last we spoke, I was ranting and raving about um, French and Italian. Mm. I've since dropped both French and Italian. Stunning. Because I knew that the exams were coming up and... From the episode, you could tell that I did not know any French know. or Italian. Um, so I've had a little bit more free time, which has been quite nice. But mm-hmm. you've been inundated with the new job. My new job is keeping me busy, it's to true. say the least. It's the hours true. are long. Yeah, you're working odd hours as well, yeah. which is yeah. which is why we couldn't get the episode out last week. No, because I start, um, I can't say what I do for yeah. work yet, because it hasn't. It's been like it two hasn't weeks. Launched yeah, as well. But yeah, you're working on hours. Times. She's she's essentially. Um, I won't say she's a busy girl. I am busy. <laughs> um, but yes, no, we've been we've been quite busy. Like busy. we said, <laughs> I literally don't even know what else to say. Um, but how was your week? We'll get into this very special episode because it is a very special episode. It is a very special episode. Um, but before we do, how was your week? Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, the weather's been horrendous. The, the weather's been completely fucked. Yeah. Um, I've started boxing. Oh, yeah. how fab. Popped out my shoulder, I'm pretty sure. Oh my so, God, it's game over. I don't know whether I will go back. That's so right. I don't know if I should say I started boxing or just I went boxing <laughs> you once. You tried. <laughs> you started tried boxing, boxing for a second. <laughs> well, I used to box actually on that Did fabulous you? Wii game. Oh, Remember Wii, Wii Sports? <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very exhausting. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of physical exertion that was required for that game. But I won't do it ever again. I just like, isn't it designed for like old people? I think it was for children and geriatrics, which are pretty much the exact same people. (laughs) So all I'm saying is it's a laborious sport and it takes a lot of effort. Mm. So good for you for trying. But Mm. are you going back? You said no. No, I will. I'm booked in for Monday. Okay. I've just been doing Pilates in the meantime. Yeah. Which is also extremely difficult because I have no balance, bad posture. Um no general base level fitness yeah. at the moment. Yeah, me too. Um, I sacked my coach. Oh, your PT? Yeah. You give her the boot? Yeah. Yeah, fab. Yeah, I won't say anymore. It's, it's been messy. <laughs> oh my God, okay. Anyway. Anyway. So this is a very special episode. A very special Very, very special episode, episode. Of a new series, which, not new series, but a new subsection to the podcast, mm-hmm. which we'll be doing. It doesn't have a frequency rate at the moment, mm. um, but essentially we'll be calling it all about insert name. And this week, it is all, all about, about Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. My name is Lady Gaga, so you think you can dance? Um, we will be covering favorite like songs, songs controversies, looks, moments, looks, everything. Interviews. Um, and we'll be doing this for other pop stars and other celebrities as well. Mm-hmm. Like a full on deep dive of special focus. Mm-hmm. I remember texting Zoe at like 11.59 on a Wednesday because I was just finishing watching the Alejandro music video and I was like, what if we just did an entire episode about Stephanie Germanotta. And do you know what? We can also just get it out of our system because yeah. I'm pretty sure this woman's name comes yeah. up. <laughs> every, every fucking single episode. Week. <laughs> so I think for the stands, this one is definitely for you. And for the people that don't stand her, this is also for you because me and Zoe are right or dies. As much we, as we slander her. As, as much shit as we talk about her, we do actually love her. We do her. love her. Love her deep down to the bones. Yeah. So we might do it every month or something mm-hmm. where we focus on a, a specific celebrity. It doesn't necessarily have to be a musician. So if you guys have any suggestions of people you want us to do a deep dive on, mm-hmm. let us Hear know. Hear our thoughts. Let but us know. There is no better way to launch it than with Stephanie G. 
Stephanie, Joanne, many many names. <laughs> Gemini. <Geminata. laughs> exactly. Um, so we'll start off with favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, mine is Ali Alejandro. Mm-hmm. Before we even get into it, what are your immediate first three words that come to mind when you think of Alejandro? Naughty. Yeah. Religious. Yeah. Iconic. Iconic. It is literally, I think, one of her best songs, no doubt. Mm. It is just the most incredible. It's a divine song. Mm. And when I was researching for this pod, this special episode, I found things that I personally did not know. So I'll let the girls know. So it's obviously the third single off the Fame Monster, which was the Fame Monster is one of the it reigns supreme. What? Okay, quickly. Yeah. Rank her albums. Okay. The Fame Monster. Uh-huh. I think they're in order, actually. The Fame Monster, Born This Way, Art Pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think I want to count Joanne. Not as a slanderous thing. It was just a very weird era. Yeah. And then I'll say Chromatica goes last. Maybe a jazz album somewhere in the middle. Did you ever listen to a Tony Bennett album? Not in its entirety, but I do love Lush Life. I think it's an incredible jazzy little number. I honestly, I know I say I'm a stan, so don't take it away from me when I say I have never listened to a Tony Bennett album. Neither have I. But you know I'm not a jazz girl. Yeah, yeah. We need some heavy beats. We need some pop. But I feel like her albums are ranked perfectly in in terms of how they've been released. In that exact order. I would put Chromatica in front of Joanne. Yeah, definitely. No, do you know what? I agree with you. Yeah, they're I in the order. With you. Yeah, um, but yeah, essentially, so Alejandro was directed by Stephen Klein, and there was a lot of speculation as to what exactly the music video and the song was about because it's quite confusing. She's just naming all these Italian men: <laughs> Miss Alejandro, Mister Roberto. Um, but essentially, Stephen Klein just considered that the song was about the pain of living without your true love. The song was um, written in Amsterdam and it also in Ibiza. Um, in the summer of 2009. And she said that the song represents saying goodbye to all your past boyfriends. So all of the songs on the fame monster are inspired by like a particular monster that Gaga was talking about. And in this case, Alejandro is the specific fear of men, which I was like, okay, she's kind of getting to something here. Okay, but then... Yeah. And I'm sure we'll get into this. Yeah. But the distinct difference between the meaning of the song and the music video is interesting but the music video in itself and i'm getting that into into a little second but um the three boyfriends like i was saying before represented mcqueen which we know stephanie loved Mm -hmm. and also was about producer fernando garibay who she actually uses his actual name like fernando in the in the song um, and then under the producer, Rob Fusari or something, who represented Roberto. So she just had these icons that she was going on about. But then the video, like you were saying, it was just very different from the meaning of the song. So the video, if you haven't seen it, but I'm sure you, you have to have, have seen it. Yeah. Everyone has seen it. She's dressed as a sexy nun priestess. Yeah. And then there are a bunch of male dancers. Some homosexuals. Some, some gays. Yeah. Kind of dressed like Hitler without yeah, it was like, very gang SS. Hitlers without, <laughs> it was the without, the, without the moustache or the swastika. Um, and then they all just roll around in bed. Yeah, like grinding up on each other. Yeah. But yeah, so she says the reason was just to celebrate the friendships that she has with gay men, which why, which is why pretty much everyone on that um, video shoot was a fruit to some degree, which is obviously very, very icon. I'm not going to put the girls on the Kinsey scale, <laughs> but... A fruit to some, to some degree. degree. Just a bit fruity. Just a bit fruity. But the video is so fucking iconic. It is like mm. a 10-minute video. Like we said, Stephen Klein did it. Um, she's in like leather and latex. Mm-hmm. And the girls are like... Like, it's just a masterpiece. And I wasn't allowed to watch that video until I was like... 15. My mom banned me. Really? She said, you are not watching this video because she swallows the cross and there's a lot of religious motifs and on her white like gown, there's a red big, yeah, under, yeah like yeah. an upside down upside cross. Upside down cross. Which when that was the Illuminati era as well, when everyone thought oh, celebrities were Illuminati. Yes. 
People still do. They still do, but it's not as big anymore. Mm. They need to bring that shit back. Put the triangle over your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see videos about Alejandro in reverse order so we can see Lady Gaga talking about, I don't know, kill something. We should do an Illuminati episode. We should. Deep dive into the Illuminati. Illuminati. I don't want like a fucking person knocking on my door at 11.30 p.m. Um, but yeah, so the video is just her grinding up on gays and stuff, and it's just to celebrate the and fact the, that she's got all these gay the relationships. The conservatives were upset. They but were apparently mad. Apparently, so was Katy Perry. It's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell the girls? So Katy Perry tweeted about the Alejandro video: "Using blasphemy as entertainment is as cheap as a comedian telling a fart joke." Yeah, they were going head to head in this era. This they is like two thousand and nine, because Katy was like were... the sweet pop girl Mm. and gaga was like the complete opposite okay but this is a woman who got famous singing i kissed a girl girl. yeah and then doesn't she like in all of her videos she's got like cream titties and like pussy innuendos she does Mm. she was i feel like katie was more subdued with her sexuality i mean Gaga was very overt and she would have her in like a bra and panties and she'd be gyrating and like fucking and like doing all these things on stage. And then Katy Perry was trying to do that, but not so overtly. Mm. So I feel like that's why she thought she could get away with this tweet. But Katy girl, we're going to jump you because (laughs) you don't know nothing. And that's why you are where you are currently and Gaga's where she is because she was doing it for the girls. Mm -hmm. This is for the girls. But my favorite fun factoid about this video is, I don't know if you remember, but there's a random still frame of a guy with a hat. He's very much dressed, very much Nazi as well. Um, ginormous coat. He doesn't really move. Oh, it's yeah. It's like stills. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's a Russian billionaire um, who no one knows. His name is like Ari something. I can't even pronounce it. But he paid a million dollars. It's estimated he paid between one to four million euros to be in that video. Just paid for just, a 10-second cameo. Just be in there. To just be in there. And he uh, was just like, I'm Lady Gaga's biggest fan. And he paid one to four million euros to be do in the video. Do you know what? If I had the cash to burn, I'd do it. Absolutely. Sit me in the background. I would just be I'll, on set. I'll get her water if she needs. I'll pay her. <laughs> I'll literally give you the funds for it. But such an incredible video. Mm. Such a moment in history. I like the pieces and the costumes and everything. Everything just worked really, really nicely together. But Ali Alejandro, don't call my name. Don't call my name. Don't ever call my name. What's your favorite um, song? Right. So this is a bit offbeat, but I fucking love John Wayne. Do you remember when we used to live together and every (laughs) single time before we would leave the house... John Wayne. And we would get up on like the, the coffee, coffee table, table and like dance around. Yeah. Thought we were eating. We're we definitely, were definitely I don't we think were not we, eating. I don't think we were. We were not eating. Our neighbours probably heard because we went out every single night. Yeah. They would have heard John Wayne on repeat nonstop. And like they would have clapped because that means that we're about to leave the house. So they would be like, <laughs> Okay, the night is over. Um No, but it's you know I'm a sucker for a cowboy. Yeah. I love I love Western and we'll get into yeah. it, but all of the like cowboy the outfits cowboy she outfits. was wearing. You I had a rhinestone cowboy themed birthday last I year. I did. You love cowboys. I, did. I love a cowboy. Um it's true. and in the music video, it's so camp. Yeah. It's like very it takes like tropes from like the 80s or like not even the 80s but like 60s horror where they like splash things on the screen or like attack of the what is it like titan a hundred foot woman yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) i was like where is this going see i don't know what kind of director i like i almost kind of want to say like wes anderson kind of really random yeah like everything's just really choppy and random it's really really weird yeah but i love it I and love it doesn't the suit the um joanne era either no but that's why i like that's it. why you love it yeah um but she's like riding around on a horse yeah. she's like sucking and fucking in a car yeah. she gets into a car accident she does she's got like a gun coming out of her shoes <laughs> It's very icon. Um, but apparently she did a lot of the stunts in the music video herself. Yeah. Um, 
Speaking to a radio station, she said, I won't tell you which ones I didn't do, but I will tell you that's me the whole time on the car when I'm on top of the car going really fast. I was in high heels going from the trunk to the top of the car, then flying down into the front seat. My mother, she was literally screaming at me. She was like, you have to do the Super Bowl. That's right. This Get is up. before the this Super Bowl. This is right Bowl. before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Where she... Was doing the, the spider <laughs> out the of the spider. <laughs> That's cunt. Um, she does seem like the type of performer and stuff to want to do her own stunts. Well, she clearly is a big fan of performance. Yes. As we have, as we have, as discussed, we have discussed, she commits to a performance. She does. Um, but, so John Wayne is about desire, daydreams, and the mythical figure of the American cowboy. Which we so love a cowboy. John Wayne is a, was like a real person. Yeah, and but he was he a cunt. Was, <laughs> yeah. But um, apparently Gaga just wishes that the real John Wayne, or there were a bunch of John Waynes still running around outside. Yeah. um, Waiting to take you on a Wild West adventure. That's right. I would love if there were cowboys running around. Just randomly, rapidly. Like seeing a cowboy on a horse go down the street. I would love that sick. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, the whole song, she genuinely is just kind of craving a man that'll yeah. walk on the wild side with her. And the tune slaps. The tune slaps. And because John Wayne himself, like, he paid this over-the-top, like, all-American cowboy, mm. like, a real, quote, man, unquote. Um, but, he, like, the actual person himself was very, very opposite to that. So Gaga was pretty much just saying, I want the person that you were playing to exist in real life. So she's got this burning mm. desire for like this over the top, larger than life. And just like you were saying, a man that can embrace the wild side, mm-hmm. but they, they don't exist, baby. They don't. They don't. They're all a disappointment. They are. Um, R.I.P. But no, it's a fabulous song. And now one we both share. Which. A favorite. Everyone, I swear to God, if you do not appreciate this song as much as we do. If you don't know the dance. Literally. Get out. Get out. And obviously there are so many other songs that we love, but I feel like this particular one is in everyone's top three. hundred percent. Yeah. And it is Judas. Judas. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Judas. Judas. <laughs> um, so I love this interview. She did this interview um, on the record with Hughes in like 2011 or 2013, or mm. tw- sorry, 2012 promoting, probably 2011. I can't believe it was like decade ago a decade ago yeah it feels like still and i know everyone says this but when you say 2011 i still think it was like four years four years ago. ago five years ago it was literally more than 10 years ago sick yeah um but i love this she did like a two-part um interview i think it's like a french interview program or something i watched the whole thing in it's- french no <laughs> do not do not it was definitely in english you were sitting there going Mm. Yes, I said yes. we. I know what's going on here. Um, but she was essentially just... And this is when I was like, okay, I can really appreciate Stephanie for more than a performer because she sounded so intelligent and just so well-versed in everything she was talking about and all her inspirations and everything. Um, but essentially she was just talking about Judas as a concept and a, and a music video and just said... That's really what Judas is about releasing the things that haunt you, releasing the things that you regret. Judas is about uh, saying, if I never went through that, I wouldn't be where I am now. The idea that Judas was the ultimate betrayer. But in fact, if that had never occurred, the ultimate prophecy of life would not have been fulfilled. And when she said that, I threw my laptop out the window. <laughs> I said, do you know how, like, l- like the level of genius you have to be for you to think that and then put that in a cunty video mm. and still look incredible at the same time? She looked amazing. She did. When I went to my very first Lady Gaga show, yeah. when I went to the Born This Way Ball, Cunt. I dressed up as... Like in the full little sixteen year old me dressed in the full Judas. Look. Oh my god! Which one? The purple? No, no, no. The biker. <gasps> oh, like with the bandana. Jacket, the bandana. The yeah. eye makeup. I thought I ate, and yeah. then I saw my friend sent me photos. Like, I went with one of my childhood friends, mm. and there's photos of us, and we both look so stupid. <laughs> 
<laughs> were other girls giving as well or were you everyone was giving okay everyone we okay. were in that little this is when do you remember i've told you and i'm sure i've yeah. told this story before but when she like reached out to everybody yeah and, and the i security held her told hand you fuck off. and he said touch gaga again and i'll kick you yeah, out yeah that's insane and you were in tears um but yeah she directed the video she co-directed the video with lorraine um gibson and also choreographed it and just layering layering additional metaphors just within the video we talked about the statement if they were not who you were taught that they would be would you still believe so in the video it is inspired by this sort of hybrid of motorcycle fellini and you know what? It has happened with both of us. It has. And we have been delusional and we've said, I'm still in love with Judas, baby. Exactly, exactly. The gag of the century about this video is the release, though, around Easter weekend. <laughs> Do you know so the Catholics were pissed. They were livid. Do you know what's funny? They spoke about this when my mum used to drag me to church. They literally spoke about this because it was, it, I'm pretty sure it came out Easter weekend mm. in Australia um, or like just the lead up to Easter. And because obviously the Christians just saw Judas and Lady Gaga saying, I'm still in love with Judas. And they said, fuck off. <laughs> like this woman is the satanic panic. Like she's insane. And they had a whole testimony about the fact that like Lady Gaga's a demon. And I was like, okay. They went on a full crusade. Yeah, full crusade. Yeah. And this was also, it was also in that album was... Um, Black Jesus, Amen to Fashion. Oh no, it was the one before her very first album and she had um, Poker Face. Yeah. What's that one where she's like, let's have some fun, this beat is sick. Uh, I um, want to take a did a music video for that and it got banned. Oh yeah, Kevin that's Rudd right. banned it. Oh yeah. my God, that's right. Do you right. remember that? The Australian Prime Minister was like 25. <laughs> but he did, didn't he? He banned her music video. It was too promiscuous. And this is like 2008. Yeah. Like I was in primary school running Literally. around screaming on the bus. Let's have some, some fun. This bitch is sick. Um, so, yeah, one of the co-directors um, was telling the Hollywood Reporter that um, they were initially, like Lady Gaga was initially really fearful of the direction that the music video was going in. Yeah. Um, and then she said, like, it went through several changes and there yeah. were late night debates and everything else. Um, and then at one point she said, listen, I don't want lightning to strike me. I believe in the gospel and I'm not going there. <laughs> That's but right. She changed her mind and she, she did. did. She did. She <laughs> went there. And the song she said, like many other songs on Born This Way and also the fame on so she was like, they're just fi- like written in 15 minute bursts of, just vomiting creative ideas and melodies and all mm. of that, which is like, you're a fucking genius. If you can. She's so clever. She said she wrote it in 15 minutes. Yeah, in 15 minutes. Um, and essentially, like I was saying before, it came out around Easter weekend. And we'll, let's talk about the fashion actually before mm-hmm. we get into the lawsuit. Um, so the, the designs of the music video were done by Mugler and um, Nicola Formichetti. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, so the uh, the dress, the wedding dress, it was vintage Kristen Lacroix. And the Mugler, she was wearing the purple cat suit and the mm-hmm. gloves. That was Mugler. The boots were McQueen. Um, and also the House of Gaga, the, the cape with the velvet mm-hmm. on the garments as well. So that was all very cunt. They were very cunty. And there were lots of very literal takes yeah. on biblical fashion yeah. washing the feet washing the feet with the hair and like the disciples were all yeah. like weren't some of the homosexuals a, a motorcycle gang yeah i don't think they were homosexuals no i don't think so there was a tasty man i forget his name though, the one the who plays jesus yeah i mm. forget his name oh, he was i, very I tasty. don't remember he was tasty, he was very, very tasty. judas wasn't judas was not no. no it's true it's true good luck to him <laughs> uh, but the actor was quite tasty um, um, but yes, so she got a lawsuit. She did. Because of this song. She's so embarrassing. Like, I know. Why would you even bother? This was at her peak as well. Not to slander her, but like, <laughs> this is her peak. Um, do you think, I always think people that go after other musicians saying you copied us. Yeah. Is embarrassing. It is. I would keep my mouth closed. Truly. It's like when... Unless it was true, and you do what Olivia Rodrigo did with the Rogue Traders, yeah. where she just silently changed the writing credits yeah. to include yeah them. to give to give their dues. 
But if it's like something like this, which I think is quite absurd. So a Chicago-based singer um, called Rebecca Francescati filed a lawsuit against Gaga on the 5th of August 2011, claiming that like a substantial amount of the song Judas was copied from her song. Judah. Judah. <laughs> and the judge said, get the fuck out of here. Where's Judas at? <laughs> she said, where's Lady Gaga at? <laughs> because we're not here for any of this. Which I'll be so embarrassed because then you have to pay your legal fees. No, I know. But the bass player who worked with Lady Gaga mm. on the album yeah. used to play with this woman. Oh, okay. So yeah. the bass so player it might was have. The bass player. But do you know what? Sue the bass player. Yeah, leave Lady Gaga alone. Lady Gaga <laughs> said, why am I in it? <laughs> what is this going to do with me? What is this going to do with me? But no, both are very, very icon. Um... Well, both the songs that we've listed and also Judas. There could be so many more. There's so many more. Like, she's got such a long discography. Like, Born This Way, I love. Yeah. Yeah. As an album, it's a masterpiece. Um, But yeah, so that wraps up the song segment aspect of this deep dive. Although we could go on for literally Literally. Do you know what? I was listening to The Fame Monster in its entirety um, last week, and I was getting my fucking life. Like, it's, it's so just good. an incredible album. You'll hate this, but I've been listening. I listened to Chromatica all the way through. Really? Again. I can never yeah. really get through it, if but I'm being like, completely Chromatica honest. But, like, Chromatica 2 into 911. Iconic. I would listen to that entire album every day just to hear that tiny little bit. Yeah, but to be fair, the reason why I probably can't get through it anymore is because when it first came out, we played that shit nonstop. Nonstop. Like, I nonstop. Cried yeah. When you yeah. played me the leak. It's true. It's true. We were, we were both in tears. Um, but let's get into fashion. Mm-hmm. Our favorite Lady Gaga fashion moments. Looking good, feeling fine. Feeling fine, which we'll actually <laughs> discuss in a hot sec because, anyway. Um, but I'll go first. Mm-hmm. We both share the same opinions, but so with we this both one. love her McQueen era. Yeah, in the 2010s when McQueen was alive and and breathing, and then even after he passed away, yeah, she she was still she carried on. She carried on. Um, so bad romance, major major moment. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2010 he used the song in the finale of the um, Spring 2010 show. And essentially because the song had already been heard Mm. previously in a live performance. And also the song had previously been leaked, like a cheap Mm. shit demo. But this is the very first time the world had heard the song in its entirety, like the full mastered production, which I think that is so iconic. Debuting your song at a McQueen show. Did he do it at Plato's Atlantis? Yeah. That was the spring, yeah, the spring mm. 2010 show. Um, so essentially, he just sent her a bunch of the clothes, which is why she was wearing the clothes mm-hmm. in the Bad Romance music video. And then, fun fact, so she had to give the armadillo, the famous armadillo shoes, yeah. the Queen's armadillos, she had to give them back because mm. all of the outfits were on loan. Yeah. And then after he passed, she rumored, was rumoured to have spent... 150,000 euros buying a pair. Buying a pair. So the armadillo shoes, for those who don't know, they're literally armadillos. Like, I don't know what they're made out of. They're embellished with, like, fucking billions of crystals. Just iconic. I don't know how she walked in them. Would you remember the runway show? All the models were, Were struggling. really struggling. Really struggling. They're about as tall as those giant Vivian Westwood ones that Naomi Campbell stacked in. Stacked it in. (laughs) Um, fair enough. But yeah, so the, the song debuted there, which is so, so iconic. And she just wore a lot of McQueen in the actual Bad Romance mm. video. Um, and essentially, I remember she tweeted on the 7th of October, 2009. She said, surprise, Alexander McQueen premieres my new single Bad Romance at Paris Fashion Show now. And then she just attached the link to the <laughs> live <laughs> And it has like 192 likes, which is so iconic. Um... But yeah, that whole McQueen era was divine, divine and incredible. And they had such a really good friendship. They did. I feel like they really understood each other. Did she go to his funeral? Yeah, she was there. Yeah. That that was also a really iconic moment. The mm. McQueen funeral. Everyone was there. Everyone was there. SJP, Campbell. Fucking, fucking incredible. Divine. It's like that Sex and the City episode where that famous designer died and everyone oh, wore and his everyone designs. Everyone wore his designs. Yeah, that was the McQueen episode. And Samantha's obnoxious hat. <laughs> Which ended up bellowing away <laughs> in the wind. Um, but yeah, it's true. That was an iconic era. Mm. 
And then her art pop moments, you said? You loved her looks? Well, her art pop moments were... Some of them were so confused. So confused. But in the best way possible. It was... She really was kind of, like, going through it. Yeah. Um, She was wearing, like, condom dresses and, like, big inflatable dresses. Yeah. Um, She had, like... I think she did start to lose her way a little bit. She started wearing like weird 80s power suits with like graphic makeup. Yeah. And then the next day she'd step out with like giant like dreadlocks. Yeah. And, like, yeah. She- <laughs> I honestly think, and I was just talking about this today, that era is a perfect personification of exactly what she was trying to do. Mm. She was like, I'm giving you eye pop. Like I'm literally giving you, which is, now looking back at it was iconic, but at the time got the worst reception. The worst reception. Which does not make any she's, sense. She said, like, she has given interviews about art pop and yeah. she's like, it's really frustrating because it's only been out for two weeks yeah. it, because it hasn't hit number one yet. People think the People whole think album's it's a flop. A flop. Yeah. Um, it's notoriously known as being her quote flop, flop album, album, which is absolutely Ridiculous not true. When there's Joanne. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, we can talk about art pop in itself, which I think we should. I honestly, when it first came out, I did not care for it. I honestly thought exactly the same. I was like, she's fallen off the wagon. She's not giving as she was giving in. There's like three songs in a row. There's Donatella, Swine, yeah. and then Manicure. And yeah. like those three consecutively yeah. are just so cunt. Yeah. So like... You put up with the other songs. Yeah. But she also had, um, on that album was Do What You Want. Yeah, with R. Kelly. With R. Kelly. Which was a whole thing. A whole thing. Right. We won't get into it. Controversial. I don't even think I can say it. No, I can say it. Controversial opinion. Aside of just musically, I prefer the version with R. Kelly. To me, it sounds better. Than the one with Christina. With Christina. Well, I would agree, but I think obviously we are not supporting R. Kelly. Yeah, we are no, not definitely not. R. Kelly, and it is a really he's good a foul thing. man. It's a like she did the right thing yeah, by deleting 100%. the track. Like you cannot find it. You have to go anywhere. like Russian websites. No, truly, to be able to listen to it. Yeah. Um, and she re-recorded it with Christina Aguilera. Yeah. And like I think the thing is, is because we'd listened to the R. Kelly version so many times, the Christina yeah. one just doesn't hit yeah. the same. And also, I think it's also because when you do listen to the album, obviously you can't have the R. Kelly version there. So me, I was used to listening to the album in its entirety. Mm. So now when I want to listen to the album in its entirety, I have to separately cue, which is fine. <laughs> but because I'm so used to hearing it a certain mm. way... I obviously just prefer the version that came out before. Um, but yeah, Art Pop was not well received, which I'm glad now, obviously, with Black Last Year, Justice for Art Pop, and Lady mm. Gaga addressed this. She was just like, I'm glad you know, finally get it. You get it. <laughs> Fucking decades later. It's literally taken everybody almost like eight, nine years eight, nine to years. get it. But the girls yeah. get it now. Yeah, so she wore, like so we were saying, a flying white dress called Volantis during the Art Rave, which is... I'm showing Zoe now this. It's like literally, it's like she's riding on a drone. Yeah. Which, like she's strapped to a bunch of, what are those things called? Like you, drones? Like a hover, hovercraft. Yeah, hovercraft. Her dress things. is pretty much a hovercraft. If you want to see what it looks like, just Google Lady Gaga flying white dress, um, 2013 art rave. And the dress was created by Tech House, which um, is the technology wing of House of Gaga, which is iconic. It's so iconic. Yeah. Um, and then the brown condom dress that you were mentioning, she wore it while performing fashion, which is so iconic. <laughs> it's literally a dress, a brown dress that it's a condom. It's literally, it's, it's, it's a, a giant condom. condom. Um, and she performed it and RuPaul came out, which is like, okay, now it makes sense as to why the girls were upset about this era. Cause it was just so confused. So much was going on. Um, and the spike, the inflatable spike dress, which you mentioned, which I think is so cunt, she wore to a Parisian nightclub and it's like a 3D sea urchin costume. I think she spoke about it on the Life and Looks. On Vogue, yeah, on yeah, Vogue, yeah, she did. And she like couldn't move. Yeah, she could not move. Could not move. I'm That's surprised. such a power move going to the club in something where you have to be like, get out of, get my, out of way. my way. <laughs> Imagine literally you're just at a Parisian nightclub. You don't know she's coming and Lady Gaga comes in a tentacles <laughs> fucking glittery spike dress. I'd be like, get me into a section quickly. 
<laughs> get me in her section. Does she have bottle service? What is going on? I would never leave that club ever again. No, me either. Iconic. But yeah, the the dress was the brainchild of a 21-year-old Central St. Martin student, Jack Irving, which is uh, iconic. Iconic. I wonder if he's working on anything currently. His name sounds really familiar. It does. Really he seems familiar. like he'd be behind some sort of fashion house. Um... But yeah, iconic. They're very iconic. iconic. Another couple of moments I love. Um, I will just say when she was in her drag era and she was Joe Calderon. Joe Calderon. When yeah. she was like going to awards shows as him. Yeah. And like, that was sexually a very confusing time for me. <laughs> That's right. So you kind of liked <laughs> what you saw. I liked what I saw. Yeah. And I said, is this the kind of man I'm into? Exactly. Skinny tattooed yeah that is the kind of man we're into and it is yeah she looked a little bit like a new town he they yeah absolutely she was very much feeling the profile and i remember in an interview she was just like i wanted to create my own boyfriend my own like perfect boyfriend but you know what else is funny when she was doing the drag as him yeah she would do interviews and she would do that they would think they were interviewing lady gaga and then she would give the full interviewers like Joe performance art. so they'd be like oh um like she'd be like hi I'm Joe and they'd yeah. be like oh what do you think of the album and she'd be like oh I think Lady Gaga like yeah. did this and yeah like, fuck you'd be pissed off if you Literally. were a journalist you'd be like this is not what I'm here for like I know you're fucking Lady Gaga take that wig off right <laughs> now and give me what I want I have children to feed but so um, so iconic yeah that was iconic um, but I also love her wearing Iris Van Herpen at the 2020 VMAs, where yeah. she also had that giant pink yeah. latex, latex mask, mask. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know if you... Do you remember this look? The, the giant suit, brown suit? The giant brown Mark it's in Jacobs my, It's in suit. my saved, yeah. It's honestly just such an iconic look. Like, that is how... The reason I love it so much is because mm. Lady Gaga aside, like anyone could wear that and like that is how I want to dress. Yeah, exactly. But she just looked so fucking chic. Yeah. And I also loved just going off that her runway look for Marc Jacobs's full 2016 show. Oh, she the, did the, the coat. The coat, and the, yeah. And, the, and the giant heels in the hair. And she looks really pissed. She looks angry. <laughs> really Imagine angry. you're just a regular, regular model getting paid $500 to walk that runway and out comes Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. <laughs> I would fucking scream. Um, but that was iconic. I mean, there are so many looks which we've spoken about before in her life and looks mm. and stuff like that. So this is not even beginning to scratch the skin of the apple. But these are just some of our favorite moments. Our favorite. Our favorite looks by her. I also loved when she went through that phase where she just wore like pleasers, like the big stripper heels yeah. and like tiny little booty shorts. Tiny booty shorts and, and denim shorts, yeah. Or when she was getting pizza in New York with her tits out and denim <laughs> shorts during the Joanne era in a fucking like wide brim hat. And then I also do love the one of my favorites just because of the story behind it is that, and I think we've spoken about it before, but the com the junior um com de garçon dress. Which one? The really big oversized one. And remember, she wore it. It's made out of velvet. And she asked if they would get it out of their archives for her. Mm. It's um, not velvet. Uh, like, not Velcro. It's like that weird stiff... Oh, material. Stiff material. Yeah. And it's that giant grey... Kind of like, you know how if you have a paper doll and you cut out the outfit for them? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, how could I forget? Yeah, so yes. when she's wearing this During giant... During Yeah, giant oversized dress. And I remember she was saying, um, oh, it's because the media was saying that I was fat and she didn't yeah. feel comfortable wearing anything. Yeah. But she still obviously wanted to be fashion. Yeah. So she called Condé Garçon up they and picked said... Up can I have this dress? And they said anything for you, Stephanie. Yeah. And that's also another reason. I feel like everything she's ever done fashion-wise, and we've said this before when we're reviewing her life and looks, is so intentional. Yeah. She never just leaves the house in just like a look just for the sake of shock factor. Like, mm. she's a very, like, she's very intuitive artist. She knows exactly what she's doing. And like with that, I didn't know that it was because she was trying to like not, well, like make a commentary on the criticism she was receiving mm, yeah. about her body. And that's why she wore it. Like everything she wore was very intentional. Very, very intentional. But... Yeah. So iconic. And also um, just before we move on from fashion, when she was walking the Mugler 
um, catwalks. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. With the cigarette. With the cigarette. So chic. Yeah. Oh, she's so such heavenly. an icon. She's oh, I love her so much. <laughs> Stop crying. <laughs> Like, it just, I don't know. And this is what I was saying before. And all tea, I need the girls to hear all tea, all shade to every other pop star that's currently out. The Ariana Grande's, the Selena Gomez's, the Olivia Rodrigo's. You are not doing it like her at no all. No one is doing it like Literally. her. Literally. I would say the last person who did it like her was Madonna. And there's obviously a whole thing about Lady Gaga and Madonna. I think Doja Cat. No. No? Not even close. Does it a little... Like, I'm just thinking about, like, her recent red carpets. Not even close. Nobody's doing it. Because Doja Cat and all these other... Like, everyone has a stylist They've now. all got the everyone, same stylist too. Everyone they all either Law Roach. Law Roach. <laughs> <laughs> or some random fucking woman from Los Angeles. Mm. That's the thing. Everyone... I'm not saying Lady Gaga didn't have a stylist, but she's a fashion girl at heart. She, it's not that she had a stylist. She had a creative team. She had a creative so team, she yeah. put together this big creative team. Like, she had someone looking after, like, the looks and sourcing looks. She had, like, yeah. her, like her own hair and makeup artist. Yeah. Like, she had... Oh, my God. The only way I can think of it is comparative to Erica Jane. Oh, yeah. You know how Erica Jane had her, like... $50,000 a month? Like, her creative direction team, those yeah. two gays that lived at her, like... In her house. At her house. That she did not let leave <laughs> at any given point. Um, yeah. Yeah, she has, like, a full creative team and all of these amazing people, like Nicola Formichetti and... Yeah. Like, just... They, they, no one's doing it like her at all. Like, none of these girls have anyone like the equivalent to like Alexander McQueen in their yeah. circle. Like Zendaya yeah. has like Pierre Paolo yeah, for Valentino. But neck. he's not giving. He's not giving that much. Um but no, for instance, just as we were saying before, with Stephanie G leaving the house, mm-hmm. going down the street mm-hmm. in Head to Talk Couture just for the sake of... Because people at, like, 2009, 2010 were like, she's doing it for attention, which obviously part of it was for attention and she was garnering the attention. Mm. But a lot of the outfits that she was wearing had some sort of prolific meaning behind them, which no, is exactly. so, so iconic. Everything, everything... Like, she wore everything for a reason. Yeah. She didn't just throw something on. Yeah. Except for some of the looks in the art pop era. It did yeah. look like she <laughs> just threw them through on. The when she got off that plane and she was landing in Athens with her... Um, shells on her tickets <laughs> and the mesh skirt. But Ariana Grande, and this is no tea to her specifically, I'm calling out all of the girls, will go on a fucking stage in a sweater that says no tea is left to cry and some jeans and she's going to do a two-hour set. Or they'll wear a cat suit. Or a cat suit. Just, just, just a straight Literally. up cat suit. And think you're going to... Ser- no. No. Like that... You don't compare where you don't compete. And if mm. you're going to compete, you're going to lose. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Maybe uh, that's why they don't bother. Yeah, they know that. I am waiting. Kind. I'm waiting for the next, and there's never going to be a next her or next Madonna, but the next girl who's going to give us what we need. We haven't had a new girl in a very long time. Though. Yeah, and I feel like if anyone tried to debut like Lady Gaga did, they would either be. But she was compared and and like slaughtered yeah. when she tried to have her come up. What well, do you remember? Everyone compared her to Madonna. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. And then when she first came to Sydney, she went to like her very first show in on her first Australian tour. She went to oh my god, Ark. Yeah. She went to Ark, which is a gay club. Like she went to Ark afterwards and yeah. all of the Madonna stands were like throwing attacking drinks her. at her and attacking yeah. her. So she left. Yeah. And then the second time she came back, everyone thought she was gonna go to Ark. And so straight after off. her gig, everyone flew to Ark. Yeah. And we were there and they were like or everyone was like, she's not coming back. She's not coming back. Not after you treated her like that. I remember her tweeting being like, I feel like I'm gonna go for a walk in the park and she spotted P A R Q. You can find the tweet. It's still up. Um, but yeah, let's move on to our favorite interview moments, which mm. I'll insert other audios and whatnot. But my favorite one is when she obviously debuted, everyone thought she was a hermaphrodite. Oh, yes. Just why? Number one. <laughs> I fully believed it. I no, so did I. And it. I was what? Like 15 years old. Literally. Like- <laughs> I 110% believed it because the rumors were so convincing. And then, but then do you remember like people were like dissecting her outfits and being like, you can Zooming see in. a bulge. <laughs> you can see cock. So she was on 60 Minutes and the guy essentially was like, do you have a dick? And then she was like, maybe I do. <laughs> but, but it's interesting. Would it be so terrible? 
But it's interesting, a lot of artists would immediately put out some sort of a statement saying this is absolutely not true. You have fun with it. Why the hell am I going to waste my time and give a press release about whether or not I have a penis? My fans don't care and neither do I. <laughs> Iconic. But then the thing is, because she didn't say yes or no, everyone People the just next like, day were yes. like, she's <laughs> Lady Gaga confirms she confirms has a penis. penis. Which would be such a slave, she had a penis. But then do you remember she did the telephone music video and yeah. she's just wearing like tape and she's yeah. got like a Barbie vagina. Yeah. And they're like, see, I told you she didn't she have didn't a have penis. Yeah, which is so cunty, so, so iconic. And she had some trans um, people in the video as well, I'm pretty sure, which is very, very iconic. Um, and then the, remember when she was releasing the fame? The perfume. the perfume? Do you remember I was working at a perfume store when that launched? <gasps> oh my God, was it chaos? No, no one cared. <laughs> That's so sad. I think I saw a half-used bottle on eBay go for like $400. Like a half-used bottle of the fame. I'm pretty sure I still have one at my I parents' I saw place. it. I remember when we were moving, I swear you had a black perfume with that fame. With the egg. Yeah, yeah. with the egg. I did. And then you I did a big... eBay. Well, I don't know if I have it anymore. Yeah, you did a big call. I just moved house. Um, someone stole it. Yeah. We did have a lot of... <laughs> people in our house. People in our house when we lived together. And a lot of them were Gaga stands. That's right. One of you homosexuals... It's probably me, actually. ...have stolen <laughs> my fame perfume. I want it back. As a PSA, give Zoe back her fucking Lady Gaga perfume. Um, do you remember... So, she, when she was doing an interview about it, mm. um, describing the fame perfume, she said... I wanted it to smell... Um, slutty. <laughs> to be totally honest. I don't think that women need to smell, you know, interesting. I mean, I have an interesting mind, but I want to smell like a slut, to be totally honest. And then, do you remember she did that interview and they were like, she was like, they were like, oh, what was your inspiration behind it? And she goes, come and piss. <laughs> I was in primary school and everyone was like, Lady Gaga's new perfume has come and piss in it. Yeah. Like literally, literally, that's what it was made out of. Because she literally said so herself. So fucking iconic. But essentially to dissect the quote, she just said, and I'll insert the audio, but she was just like, smelling like a start, not in a bad way. It's just, for instance, if you're a sexy wife and it's the way that your husband looks at you and makes you feel, Mm. that's what she means. Um, but people obviously took it out of context <laughs> and said it's got cum and piss and blood in it from fucking memory. Mm. So sick. And my mum said, you are not getting this perfume. <laughs> and I said, why not? And she said, because it's got blood, cum and piss in it. <laughs> she really wasn't doing herself any favours with the no, promotion. No, she really but, but that's like another one of my favourite interview moments. She just didn't care what she said. Yeah. I remember in one... This person was like, you're in such great shape. Like, mm. how do you stay so skinny? And she just goes, I don't eat. And then you can see her publicist run in from the corner of the room. <laughs> oh, I'll insert like, as well. She just goes, yeah, I just don't eat. I drink some tea. <laughs> she probably was not kidding. She was in a bad place. Um, skinny me tea. <laughs> yeah, some flat tummy teas. Flat tummy teas. Oh. Um, yeah, no, very, very sad. And she was also talking about specifically with the Fame perfume because it's black. Mm. She was like, she'd been begging these, what do we call them? Like people that make perfume. Oh. Uh, There's a term for it, I forget. Uh, perfume, perfume, no. Perfumery? No. I don't know. Oh my God. Something. Yeah, they have a name. They have a name. But she said she was begging for them to get the perfume to be black, but to come out translucent. And they were just like, it's not possible. (laughs) And she was like, yes, it is. And they were like, it's not happening. And it happened. It took like a year and it happened. So good for her. Good for her. Um, And the next interview moment was, which everyone knows, someone asked her, if you could do something dangerous with no risk, what would you do? Die. Such a bad place, the poor thing. Oh. Yeah. Which I know she was not kidding. I mean, we look back at it now and we laugh, but she was in a terrible she place. Was. And I think if you listen to... And she was literally just telling people. Yeah. Like, and no one was, was like, taking I'm, her seriously. I'm depressed. Yeah. And everyone was like... <laughs> they said, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> She's so kooky. She's so random. Okay, have you seen her? It has like 3,000 views on YouTube. But it's during the promotion of Art Pop, she did a Porter Magazine interview. And mm. it is one of the most calming, 
And she was performing the song Art Pop as well, but like a jazzy version. Mm. It's one of the most calming. She's just talking about her artistic integrity. And she's just talking about where she comes from as an artist and what inspires her. And how her mind is like a blank canvas that's constantly absorbing everything. I think it's nice to receive things with your mind as a blank canvas. The, the point is that we receive as a blank canvas that when you hear something you allow the art kind of to be made for the first time in a way that you don't have to all view it in the same way. Um, but it's just so sexy and it's just so chic and it's got she like 3,000 views. such a beautiful, like, soothing speaking voice. Yeah. Like her... 73 questions yeah. with Vogue yeah. and she just speaks so calmly. calmly. My favourite thing about that is they just walk around the outside of her house. Literally. She doesn't she said, let them in. in. <laughs> You're not coming into my house, won't be. Um, but yeah, that's another one of my favourite moments and I'll definitely insert that in this as well. You have to watch it if you've not seen it. It's like four minutes. Like I said, it's got 3,000 views. Iconic. Um, and do you remember, lastly, not like last but not least, her Marina Abram- Abramovich performance art video? think so where she was just kind of like making noises in the middle of oh my god yes (laughs) yeah so supposedly that entire performance art moment was to raise money from the abramovich institute it's not confirmed but essentially the description of the video is last week at a three-day retreat in upstate new york marina the artist instructed lady gaga in the abramovich method which is a series of exercises designed to help heighten one's awareness and their physical and mental experience in the present moment. So Lady Gaga's just kind of lying there making noises for three <laughs> minutes. That's it. Do we discover if she found enlightenment? I don't know. It was during the art pop era. So Let's I don't think her. so. No. <laughs> I don't think she was enlightened at all. She instead went, do you know what? Cowboy hats. Yes. Yeah, That's next. She said next era, dead aunt, cowboy hats. <laughs> That's enlightenment she found. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, yeah, and she also participated in some sort of marathon reading at St. Laws Solaris, hosted by Marina Abramovich. Um, the Abramoviches need to leave her alone <laughs> by the sounds of Apparently things. they had never met, they had never interacted, they knew of each other, they did this, and they never spoke never again. Never spoke again. <laughs> That's so fucking Lady Gaga. So Stephanie G. But moving on, should we get into our favorite live favorite moments? Favorite live moments. Yeah. So one that we both love sick, and it yeah. is my number one of all time, yeah. is her paparazzi performance Yeah. at the VMAs, where at the very end, she's singing paparazzi, and mm. she at the very end gets lifted up. I'm sure you've all seen it. Yeah. Um, and then she just starts bleeding, bleeding yeah. while she's hanging from an arm from the ceiling and all of the cameras are like shuttering off around her and it's honestly one of the best performances I've ever seen that, I'm pretty apart sure it was the from same night. Roman by Nicki Minaj, by Nicki Minaj. <laughs> do you know she was banned the <laughs> she was banned that banned her like Roman, Roman <laughs> which is levitating she put a priest <laughs> she put a priest from the Vatican we might need to do a Nicki episode actually <laughs> I would love to just spend an hour discussing Roman Reloaded. <laughs> she got, I think she was trying to go for the same effect as Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, no, truly. They literally banned her from performing, I'm pretty sure, after that. Because Nikki has never performed, if I'm not mistaken, I could be lying. But she was banned from something after that performance. The same year that Gaga, I think it might have been the same award show when Gaga did this performance, yeah. was when... Um, Kanye and Sa- Taylor. No, Sasha Baron Cohen was doing the promo for Bruno. Oh and then do you remember he fell down on the ceiling and landed on Eminem's face? <laughs> Have you seen that no. video? <laughs> this is un- I should. Like, now all we have is fucking Will Smith <laughs> slapping people. This was TV. That is comedy. This is TV right what here. What is Sasha Baron Cohen doing? He needs. Something. He needed to do something. At I the bet Oscars. he's in the Midwest oh um, interviewing, like racist Americans as he always is 
that's his gig. That's his shtick. Good for him. Good no, for I'll him. show you this video after. I have it's to so see fucking it. funny. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure, yeah, when she did this paparazzi performance, it was the same year that Kanye interrupted Taylor. So mm. the article that I was reading, people were just saying the moment was not really appreciated back then because it was overshadowed by this much bigger controversy, which is fair enough. Mm. But absolutely looking back at it now people are like what the fuck this was you can audibly hear the audience gasp Gasp. yeah yeah which is iconic do you want to tell the girls what she meant by the performance yeah so in her documentary gaga five foot two um which i keep talking about how i'm a stan and then i remember i fell asleep in the first 15 minutes i just remember her sitting by her pool with her tits out that's all i remember good for her good for her um But she said about the performance, if I'm going to be sexy on the VMAs and sing about the paparazzi, I'm going to do it while I'm bleeding to death and reminding you of what fame did to Marilyn Monroe and what it did to Anna Nicole Smith. Um, So her VMAs performance was just an eerie exploration of um, how celebrities attract and demand attention, but also, you know... I chewed up and spat out. Yeah, chewed up and spat out and... If you know the story of Anna Nicole Smith, this would make so much more sense specifically, which I was saying to you before you need to listen to the the You're Wrong About about episode about Anna Nicole Smith. I knew about Anna Nicole Smith, but not to that great extent. So essentially she was was so sad. So, so sad. She grew up in the worst way possible. Like her parents used to molest her. She had no money at one point. She couldn't even fucking afford toilet paper. Then she got all this money and she met this man who people accused her of just using ages and ages and ages ago and they were together he for was, a while he was is this the old guy the old guy yeah yeah um and then they got married while their wedding photos are wild yeah. she is like young and buxom and he's literally looks like prince philip yeah but um he died yeah um and then uh, i don't even think she got any of his money she didn't she, so um her son the the not her son his son, the guy who died, he was a ginormous billionaire. Um, he kicked Anna out of the will, even mm. though the guy who Anna was married to said, you can have everything, essentially. Mm. Um, so they just spent the rest of her life fighting for the money. Then she died after her son, her 20-year-old son, yeah. who died of an overdose, which is so sad. So her life is very, very tragic. And the media chewed her up and spat her out. out. Um, which is what Gaga was trying to say, which, hello, once again, she's always commenting on something, which is iconic. And ahead of the times. Ahead of the times, it's ahead true. Ahead of the times. Um, do you remember moving on her Coachella introduction where she had that tentacle in her mouth and she was wrestling with the tentacle, like an octopus no? tentacle? <gasps> Let me show it to you now. Yeah, you've so, seen it. I just, Lynn went to the bathroom and I watched it. Yeah, she's got her octopus tentacle yeah. in her mouth and she's rolling her head around and it's slapping her in the face. People thought she was going to, she did debut The Cure at Coachella. And I remember I was watching it live mm. and people were thinking it was going to be like, she was going to go back to, because this was after Joanne, they thought she was going to go back to like dark pop because mm. of this fucking intro. And do you remember those Instagram photos she posted, which no one knows why to this day, where she was all like, morphed up and her tits were huge and she had a yeah. tiny little head it was around this era as well and everyone was like what the fuck is going, going on <laughs> no explanation just that no lead up no explanation <laughs> that's all so i love that live moment as well because i know the audience would have been like what the what fuck the is fuck? going on i would have gotten so excited i would yeah. have been pissing my pants Literally, she was about to come out baby. and start being like sexy dark gaga again Literally. and then she comes out in a cowboy hat and mm, like screams at her dead aunt <laughs> Um, but do you remember just going back to Art Pub when she was doing the iTunes Live Festival mm. and T.I., I'm pretty sure he wasn't allowed in the country or he was stopped by customs or something and she was doing jewels and drugs and she was like, shout out to T.I., he couldn't get in. Or Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> then she just continues performing. That's another uh, one of my favorite live moments by her. Sorry to this man. <laughs> sorry to this man, Lady G. Um, and also another one that I just, I was thinking of before. Because um, obviously she's had so many great interview moments. Yeah. We've got piss on it, shit on, shit it, on it, bus, yeah. club, another club. A hundred people in a room. <laughs> Please. To this day, I still love all of the... There can be a hundred people in the room. Yeah, memes. They memes. never they never age. They never age. They really never age. Um, fuck, I literally it was at the tip of my tongue. It was where was it? Anyway, it'll come back to me later. 
Um, but yeah, those are some of my favorite live moments by her. Um, oh yes, when she was doing her Vegas um, residency mm-hmm. and someone was just spitting on her and she was also spitting on somebody else. Do you remember? They were like on a, um, like a electric ball type thing, type machine. Mm. And this was when everyone was just like, what, what's going on? Mm. <laughs> like, we're very concerned. And she was just like, I'm pretty sure someone vomited on her, like stuck uh, their fingers down their throat and, and vomited, vomited on, her. on her. If it's not the Vegas residency, it was during Art Pop. It was either one of those two. She was going through it. This Something was going woman. on. Something, Something was going dark on. said it was going on. But she's, she seems to be doing okay. Yeah. She knows now she needs help. It's she's true. got a psychiatric nurse with her. It's true. She was popping a 911. Mm. It's true. But um, yeah. Right. So finally, um, uh, a little controversy. Yes. I don't know if everybody remembers Wheelchair Gate. <laughs> Regale the girls, please. <laughs> so. Um, Lady Gaga did in the pup when she was touring with the paparazzi mm. video, you know, uh, like album. Yeah. She, you know, how in the video she's in a wheelchair, a wheelchair after Skarsgård throws her off the balcony. balcony. So when she was performing, she was in a wheelchair mm. and people at the Sydney show didn't like it because they egged her. They egged her. Um, but then, uh, this is why she's it's, not coming back to Australia. I swear no, to God. No, no. She yeah. hates us. She, she hates, hates us. us. And I hate all of you for making Me? her hate I have never us. seen her live a day in my life. It's these, other queers. <laughs> <laughs> it's these other homosexuals in Sydney. <sighs> um, no. And so the funny part about this is everyone, and it was a classic case of people getting angry on behalf of other people. Yeah. yeah. So... It was really funny. She was saying that she was like, everyone was like, I can't believe she was like in a wheelchair. That's so disrespectful. And then like a bunch of people who head up like disability advocacy groups were all like, we're not mad about it. Literally, they said, we don't care. We don't care. We yeah. think it's great. Like, yeah. Great awareness. She's not hurting anybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was also... Um, in a wheelchair while she was performing you and I, when she performed at Sydney town hall. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, it was kind of a follow up to the egg. Yeah. The egg. So born this way was the egg and you and I was the the mermaid, but obviously she had to be in a wheelchair. If she was a mermaid, I did that or like a gurney. Literally. How How the fuck is she going to flap around? Roll around. Do you remember Beverly Hills housewives when Camille, when they went to that party, she was like, she's really going for it. (laughs) (laughs) Christ. Um, yeah. And she also had a, like a Louis Vuitton custom wheelchair at her 27th birthday party, which was so iconic. Well, yeah. So this is the thing. Everyone got angry at her for being in a wheelchair, but then she actually had to get surgery. She has a rare bone disorder. I think I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. And so then she actually had to be in a wheelchair, Yeah, but she got these custom, she got like a custom Louis Vuitton wheelchair. Yeah. And then she has this other wheelchair that's apparently worth like, 27,000 euros or something and it is a black it's a black (laughs) black leather wheelchair that is like covered in like solid 24 karat gold and it's got this hood over the top of it literally it looks like something you'd put the godfather in it looks like a (laughs) pram to protect her from the sun and everyone was like it was fully functional but she never wanted to use it herself so she would literally get other people to just wheel her Her around oh my god icon um Um, but yeah people genuinely did not give a fuck that she was rolling around in a wheelchair like it was just controversy for the sake of controversy and i feel like apart from the real controversies like r kelly and Mm. dr luke and everything else like that which we won't even go into but this is probably my favorite by us, the wheelchair it's game. It's absolutely my favorite controversy. It's right up there. Getting top, egged top for being in a wheelchair and then all of the disability advocates being like, like, shut the fuck up. Hold on. Literally, this, this has got nothing to do with this us. This is why we in it. <laughs> um, um, oh, I just remembered the live performance when she brought up that little kid at um, one of the shows and she did Shiza. And she knew all the choreography. Yeah. 
And I was like, he must have been practicing for weeks and weeks, weeks and weeks. Weeks and weeks. And he got his momo. He did. The best thing about her shows is every live show she does, she picks people out from the audience. Oh. Every single show, she picks people out from the audience and the security comes and um, tells, them, tells them to meet you somewhere afterwards. And I know this because it's happened a couple of times while I've been there and they've said to the people next to me. You. Like, Gaga wants you. <laughs> Imagine she literally pointed her finger, she said, mm, saw you, went, nope, nope. you, <laughs> right next to her. That's sick. I would literally slit if that happened to me. They were these, like, fabulous lesbians who had, like, were just wearing head-to-toe body glitter. So, like, they stood out. Yeah, they, they did. They stood out. And they she did. said, I can't really see into the crowd, but those two shiny women, Bring them, them to me. Bring them to me. <laughs> Icon. So, so iconic. Um, and I think that's a great place to conclude but, yeah, our we'll All About there. Gaga episode. We've covered a lot in a we very have. short amount of time. And we will also have a normal app yep. coming to you as well. So you'll be getting two episodes this week. I um, I think I'll release this on Monday. What if we put this out Monday and then we put the other one out on Tuesday? Yeah. Because or like midweek or like midweek. Thursday or something. Do it Thursday. I'm getting... Yeah. Um, oh, I'll talk about it yeah. the other one. <laughs> But anyway, no, this has been great. And like I said, if you guys have any suggestions as to um, any celebrities or any musicians you want us to cover, we've got a list. I think we'll formulate a list of people that we want to do. Um, but this has been all about Gaga. And this is The Shift. We didn't even say our names. My name is Lynn. I'm sorry. And we'll see you when we see ya. Call us Stephanie. It's true. All right, dolls. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You know, my sexuality just doesn't play a very big part in my life like that. It's much more of like an animalistic, pure thing. And I struggled with understanding it my whole life because I felt more connected to male artists, more connected to rock and roll, more connected to glam culture.